guys, it's Riley, and whether I'm talking music, personal experiences, doing interviews, or ranting about whatever's on my mind, at least I'm doing the damn thing. Wow, well, hello. It has been a little while since I made my last podcast. If you haven't listened to my last podcast yet, I interviewed my good friend and photographer, um, Jamie Dunn Photography. She is on Instagram as Jamie Dunn Photography, and... Uh, Facebook as well and she's really great and that was probably my favorite episode that I've done so far and it was my first time having a guest so I hope I did pretty well. Um, Disclaimer, I recently just moved to Philadelphia and I'm in the city so there's noises. (laughs) Um, I don't have any soundproofed walls or anything but I do live right under two subway tracks so they're going to be coming and going as they please. And um, I think it's a little echoey from the room I'm in, which I can probably fix. Is it is it working? I think it's working. Um, but yeah, so just sorry about the background noise. If you hear some, I'm going to try and figure out the best way I can do it. They run every 10 minutes, so I really can't control that. And then People are really angry drivers, so there's a lot of honking that goes on as well. When you're listening to this, I will be in New York City. It's the day before my birthday, Um, September 10th. We are in New York City at this moment, if you're listening to it the day that I put this out. So it's been a while since I talked to you guys, and it's kind of been on purpose and kind of not. I have been super, super busy, and I honestly don't know if this podcast episode is going to be dedicated towards one topic. I think it's going to be more just a recap of what I've been doing, an update, and I actually want to talk to you guys about what I've been up to, and like as far back as the mid, mid-month mid of July up to now, and what I hope to achieve in the next few months and by the end of the new year. So if you didn't know, and you don't follow me on Instagram or Twitter or anything like that, which you totally should, it's our Jackson Visuals on each, um, I was able to shoot Vans warp Tour on one date and then I volunteered for another date and then I went to another date to just enjoy with friends and let me tell you I'm so sad that that festival is over it was my first time going ever which like sounds insane I know especially if you've gone there like many times or if that was just what you did every summer but I could never afford it when I was in high school or middle school I could never I never had the extra money my mom didn't have the extra money to let me go and I just never, it just never lined up. So I was never able to go when I was younger. And honestly, I was more closeted about the music that I liked in high school and middle school. So um, even if I did go, I think I would have caught everyone off guard. So um, I didn't like fight my mom on it about letting me go. I don't think she, I don't even think she knew that I wanted to go until um, I told her that I was shooting it this year. So um but yeah, it was, it was a really cool experience and I'm so sad that it was my only year going and that, you know, it's the end of an era, but I got to go for my first time and shoot and do photo. And then my second time I got to volunteer with a record label. And then my third time I got to go and enjoy it with friends that in, in my old city that I lived in, which was Orlando. And it was amazing. And uh, it was just bittersweet. So um, I'm going to talk about what I did to get that opportunity because it was very last minute, very, very last minute. I missed the deadline to um, apply to be a photographer for any date at all on tour. 
um, which was in April. I missed that deadline and things fell through and I didn't really try. I didn't know if it was like open to single-handedly photographers like myself, like single individuals rather than people with a suit that were associated with a media outlet. So I honestly didn't even try. Um, but then once I like got the courage, like I'm going to try, I'm going to like figure out if I can do it. It was like a month past the, um, application deadline. So I was like, oh, okay, not doing that. Just kidding. Uh, false alarm. So how did I get there? So, um, so this was the first situation I was in that, the whole like talk of it's all about who you know comes in handy. That's the this is the first time that I find that to be so true. So um as many of you know, I was in Virginia in my hometown for the month of July. I moved from Orlando mid-June and then from then on I was in Virginia in my hometown um helping out with my sister who is pregnant and she's due soon and then getting my life together before I moved to Philly and figuring out what I wanted to do and everything like that. So how did I get to shoot Warped Tour? So I shot the Virginia Beach date of Warped Tour. So it was about less than a week. It was definitely less than a week. I want to say it was like five or four days until the Virginia Beach date that um, I reached out to my friend Tony. Before I left Orlando, we went to um, an emo night. I think we went to like two emo nights. He was like my emo night buddy alongside with my other friend. But we were downtown and we ran into um, this guy who was a part of Capstan, um, who is an Orlando band who I knew of, but I had, hadn't had had the pleasure of meeting yet. And Tony actually shoots Capstan quite a bit. And so we were we ran into him downtown each time that we were downtown. So I met him twice. His name's Boz. Hey, Boz, what's up? I don't know if you're listening to it. Highly doubt it, but it's cool. What's up? <laughs> um, his name's Boz, and he works downtown, and we ran into him, and um, Tony was shooting the Florida dates for them. And so I was, like, thinking, I was, like, I wonder if they have anyone for Virginia date. And so I reached out to Tony when I was in Virginia, and I was, like, hey, totally like out of left field, totally tell me to shut up if this is crossing a line. But like, do you know if Capstan has a designated photographer for Virginia? And he was like, no, but like, I'll reach out to Boz and let you know. And he reached out to him and not even 24 hours later, I was at lunch with my sister and my brother-in-law and I get a text from Tony saying like, yeah, you're in. Like he has, he put you on the list. Just go pick it up before the show. And everything like that. And I was so happy at lunch, like, <laughs> cause I was just, I just got finished like talking about how like nervous I am about this new transition and like what I want to do, but like the situation I'm in and whatever. And so getting this, I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I was so happy. I could not believe it. I was like, I'm shooting warped tour. Like I'm shooting warped tour. I was like, not only that, but it's my first time ever going. And my first time ever going, I'm shooting warped tour. Like what the hell is this life? Like that's insane. And to a lot of you, it's probably like, it's just warped tour. It's just a festival. Like it's fine. But if you've been there and if you love the kind of music that it represents and showcases, which is a lot of different styles, like you understand. And if you've been there, like you, you know how amazing it is and how like welcoming and supportive and loving and caring that festival is and so um 
I was so excited. And I, I, and Tony like texted me and he was like, he sent me a picture of like the messages and he was, and like Boz was like, yeah, we love her work. It's great. I put her on the list for Virginia. And I'm just like, Tony, thank you. He was like, no, like it's, it's your work. Like no problem. I just was the messenger. And that was my first time that like knowing someone helped me, even though I met Boz like twice, but very briefly, like the month before that, like I I still depended on Tony, like the fact that Tony did that and was so nice about it and like didn't even think twice about doing it for me. That's just the kind of guy he is. But I was so happy and I was like, Tony, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it was just really I was I was in shock because I was just uh, I was like, I'm going to be around all these artists. Oh, my God. What the hell? So the date was like four days later at this point, and I was super, super nervous. I was talking to Boz beforehand, and I was just incredibly nervous the night before. I could not sleep. I was anxious. I was excited more than anything, but I was like, I've never shot a festival. I barely know the guys. Like, I know who they are, but I've never, like, met them aside from Boz, and that was very briefly. I never been to Warp Tour, so I don't know exactly how it works and how it's laid out, and let alone it was at um, a th- amphitheater that I've never been to or that I, w- I went to when I was really young. And so I was like, I don't know my way around that. And I was like, and I'm by myself. It's not like I can bring a friend or meet up with people because I'm going to be running around the whole time. And so I got there and super nervous, got my pass. That went over smoothly. And then I met up with Boz and um, he was super nice. Boz is like one of the sweetest guys ever. So I met up with Boz and at their merch tent and got their set time and everything and he was just super nice and he was like yeah you have your photo pass allows you to shoot any stage and at Warped Tour there's like six stages I think I think there's like five or six and you can shoot any you have access to get on side stage and barricade and wherever else you need to be except for like backstage area um, and like behind where the tour buses are. I was like, okay, cool. Like, thank you so much. I got there around 1130 and then they went on at like 220. Their set was at like 220 or 225. And so I had a good like two hours, two and a half hours to like run around and shoot other bands. Just in time for water parks, I was able to shoot water parks and I was able to shoot sleep on it. And I was able to shoot, um, who else played prior? I don't know, but I got to shoot quite a bit of bands and I was able to get accustomed to all the stages around me because it was a very big area. Um, I also shot We the Kings and movements before. So like I had all this time and I was just running around and it was amazing and incredible. So if you know Capstan, then you most likely know of Sleep On It. And Sleep On It, I've seen when they were with Chapel and Water Parks in um, last December of 2017 in Atlanta. I saw them. And um, I've been mutual, mutual like Twitter buds with their merch guy, Sleep On It's merch guy, Alex Smith, who writes tour journals and his experience like on tour and the merch life and what he's learned, what he what works, what doesn't work, anything like that, like tour guides and 
and it's so cool and fascinating and he also uses other photographers work to get like recognized and he used some of my stuff from sleep on it shot which is really cool but I finally got to meet him that day which was amazing he was like super nice super chill really down to earth and um we just we just talked and it was like we've been friends forever like it was great you guys should follow him as well on Twitter and Instagram. He is Alex fucking Smith. I want to say there's underscores in there somewhere, but I might be wrong. Um, but if you just search that, then, and if it's, it's like merch life or merch guy in the bio, then you found him. That's him. Um, hey, Alex, if you're listening, what's up? <laughs> and then I got to meet um, my other, another photographer who I've looked up to, um, Dieter Unrath. I might be saying the last name wrong. And he was super nice, super chill. Talked to him for probably like five, 10 minutes about photo and video and cameras and editing. And it was just great. And um, he was also shooting Capstan. And a lot of you are probably like, I don't know who that guy is. That has no like meaning to me. But to me, it does. He's like a very good photographer and a very cool guy. And he's, um, I think he's is that 24, 25. I think he said 25. He's a, he's a quite an inspiration just because, um, just because we're so close in age, so, and he's, like, touring with bands and stuff, and it gives me hope, so, um, he's really cool, and then, and throughout the day, I got to shoot Youngblood, which was my favorite set, I think, that I shot all day, because he's so good live, super, super nice, super down-to-earth, super funny, and super entertaining, like, he is non, non, non-stop, like, like, incredibly good at what he does and I and I know all of his songs and so I was in the pit like shooting by barricade like taking pictures singing and stuff and he was like running back and forth on the speakers and so much energy and he knew he was the type of artist where he knew he was getting photographed and so he was giving a show to the photographers as well to get good pictures which is always always appreciated um but it was so cool probably my favorite um set that I shot that day. Um, I also got to shoot with Confidence, who I've been a fan of for a while. Pele Royale, I might be butchering that name. Um, first time seeing them, first time really listening to them. They have a pretty cool, they have a good stage presence. They're very interactive with their fans, which is great and gave me a lot to work with as a photographer. Um, I got to shoot, who else did I shoot? Mayday Parade a little bit from the pit with a very, very long lens. Um, I think I have like one or two pictures that I used from that set. I got to shoot Simple Plan, We the Kings, Movements. I want to say I'm missing like a couple bands that I shot because I think I shot 10 to 12 bands total um, just from running around all day. And I was dead after, but it was totally worth it. But it was a really good experience. Like you, I knew I would meet people that like I've, listened to for a long time or that I just recently got into or that I've seen on Twitter like Alex and Dieter that like I'm mutuals on there with and I'm just like oh my god like you're a real person like this is crazy and it's just it's it's so different when you are put in the same space with like-minded people like just how easy it is to connect with people and to approach people and I never once felt like out of place or, I mean, I was nervous, but not because like of the people I was surrounded by, but because of what I had to do and I've never done it before. <laughs> um, but like, I just felt so safe and like at home and comfortable there. 
so it was my first day. <laughs> that was the only day I shot Warped Tour. And then fast forward about um, two weeks, three weeks, I was in Jacksonville. I drove down to Jacksonville because I volunteered with Equal Vision Records as at the merch tent, which was right in front of the main stage. So I got to see water parks again. Super happy about it. I got to see a lot of awesome bands, actually. Mayday, um, The Main, We The Kings all just three or three, all just sitting at my tent. <laughs> I was able to like just chill and like rock out. And yeah, I got, I met up with Alex again that day, saw him, um, saw Capstan and Tony was there. He was shooting. So I got to see him and talk to him. He visited me every chance he could at the tent. So it was really great. It was just, again, like super welcoming and it was just amazing. It did storm its ass off. There's a flash flood. But thankfully, um, the girl that was with me at the tent, the like one in charge was like, yeah, you can go like, it's going to storm like no doubt. And of course it did. It's Florida. It storms all the time. But as soon as I got in my car, it like poured down poured. And then I went to the Orlando date the next day and I was really excited about the Orlando date simply because I didn't have to work it. <laughs> and that's not to say that I wouldn't have worked it. I would have loved to work it. I would have loved to shoot it. In fact, it was an open camera policy in Orlando, which was announced like the day before. While I was in Jacksonville, it was announced um, by Kevin Lyman that it was an open camera policy, meaning anyone could bring their camera in and shoot. Um, but you still needed a photo pass to get on stage, to get in the barricade and all of that. Um, but since I was in Jacksonville and all my stuff was in Virginia, I didn't have my camera with me. So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so upset. But I was excited to spend it with friends and run around and see all my friends who were shooting. And then I was with my friend who I was visiting for the weekend. Um, I just got to spend it with her and just hang out. And I got to run into a bunch of people. And it was great. Saw water parks again. <laughs> And I saw the main um, simple plan. I just got to experience the true like going there and enjoying it type of feeling. And like it was really fun and it was bittersweet. Like all of them were, it was bittersweet, especially it was the second or third to last. I think it was the, uh, I think it was like the second or third to last warped ever. I think they had like two more shows left. So it was nearing the end and you could tell all the artists were like getting sentimental and which is understandable. Like it's the last Warped Tour ever. And a lot of these bands grew up with it. A lot of these bands have played it before or played it almost every year. And so it's super sentimental thing. And you just, Orlando, you started to see it like really click with them. I think um, when they were like closing their sets out and stuff and, it was just very, very nice and sad at the same time. It was bittersweet. It was really bittersweet. I miss Orlando so much. I miss the people. Um, although I think if I could just like take all the people that I met in Orlando and plop them down in Philly, I'd be set <laughs> because like it'd be great. <laughs> and I do miss the Orlando city though and like downtown and all the hole in the wall places that I used to go and the more underrated things that I did down there. Um, I do miss those places and I do miss doing those things, but I'm in Philly. Um, and that's what we're going to talk about now. My experience in Philly. Yay. <sighs> okay. I'm in Philly. <laughs> um, mixed feelings as of right now, I've 
the first week I was here, not even, I was here for like five days before I had to drive back to Virginia for my sister's baby shower. But first five days were probably the hardest just because I don't know where I'm at. And Philadelphia is so huge. So is Orlando. But Philadelphia is more like consistent city everywhere you turn. Whereas Orlando, it's big and there's a lot of different like counties and stuff. But the only city city area is really downtown Orlando. And once you're out of there, you're just in a bunch of different counties and that crossover and you're just on like routes and stuff like that. It's not or a highway to connect to it like later on. It's fine. But Philly, that is not the case. And I, I don't know, like I, I'm starting to like it. The first week was definitely the hardest because I, I truly don't know where the fuck I'm at. And it's just been definitely a big, big adjustment. And it's going to take me a long time, I think, to fully understand my way around the city. Um, and also how the subway trains work because there are so many lines. I know one subway line pretty well and that's about it and um but yeah like public transportation with subways and buses and all that and then trains if I wanted to go outside of Philadelphia anywhere the connections for that it's just so so much and a lot to take on I think it really is taking a toll on me because I don't have friends like I don't know anyone and I'm not like oh no I don't have friends like oh my god I'm gonna cry it's just like I I don't have friends and and when I first moved to Orlando I didn't have friends for a year like the first year I was there and I like just don't know what to do that's been an adjustment still figuring that part out um On the bright side, I've been like doing more freelance and I think I've become a full-time freelancer without necessarily meaning to do so because that's all I'm doing right now is freelancing and like I like it. I like being my own boss. I like having my own thing and not having to answer to anyone, but it's like hit or miss. There's no structure in it really and so that's kind of terrifying, but ultimately I do want to be a freelancer so I guess like this is a good a time as any and like try and figure it out and you know do trial and error and stuff like that so I think like that's what I'm in the middle of doing in all honesty (laughs) without me even knowing it I think I started doing that with that being said I've been able to make more videos and brainstorm more of what I want to do like just to put out for me Um, a recent video I put out called the things I couldn't say to you I put out probably about a week ago now by the time you're listening to this And it's gotten a lot of really positive feedback. Um, And I'm going to be making a video. If it's not out already, then it's coming soon. But I'm going to be making a video talking about why I made it, the, the, like, process behind it, um, both, like, video production-wise, but also my thoughts and feelings on the matter and why I did it in the first place. And some people have asked me questions about, it and about um, certain things about the video so I'm gonna like answer those and just really like dive all in because I'm really proud of that video if you haven't seen it then it's gonna be linked below Um, it's a visual poem and one that's near and dear to my heart Um, very personal it's the most vulnerable I've let myself be on camera and the most personal part of me that I think I've ever let show um And definitely the hardest thing for me to talk about publicly. But I'm very happy and proud of myself that I put it out there. I 
thought I knew I would. I knew when I made it and when I had the idea for it, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely gonna put it out there. But I wanted to wait on it a little bit. But the more I waited on it, the more I thought about it and second guessed and psyched myself out. And so I just posted it as soon as I possibly could. And I think it's smart that I did that. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go more in detail with the video below, but I'm gonna link that video, the visual poem down below if you haven't seen it or if you wanna watch it again, please feel free. I'm super proud of it and I hope it connects with someone. It's a sucky thing to connect to, but it it's life. It happens. I, I think that's pretty much all that I wanted to catch up everyone on. It's it's very um I'm in a really weird place right now, I think, with just like trying to figure out physically where I'm at and then just mentally where I what I need to do to get to where I wanna be and um long-term goals and everything like that I've been thinking about a lot more where I want to be in a year because I don't plan to be in Philly for longer than a year um so this time next year I hope to be either back in Orlando or somewhere new and somewhere else um but that is definitely something that is a long-term goal that I need to figure out um I think I'm going to try out this free freelance thing for a while and maybe just like get a day job like just a simple day job that won't require for me to like take too seriously. I thought about taking like a video job. It's just that because I want to be more of a freelancer and then I want to like have legitimately start my own business up and do things connected to that, that, that I want to have a job that like gives me a little cushion money to the point where like I don't have to sit there and like take it home with me like I don't have to take if I had a video job like my previous one I took that work home with me I had to do stuff that like every night or I had to do something for my work while at while at home like it just needed that much attention and I loved it but if I'm focusing on my freelance stuff I don't want to have any extra big major work that I need to focus on during the day I'd rather just have like a simple flexible job that will just be cushion money I think that's that's pretty much where I'm at but I have so much going on like October's coming up September I'm pretty much full like just between people visiting and like freelancing stuff that I have and then October I have my nephew he's due November 3rd but we think he's gonna be coming early so I have to also be flexible and open to where when I get the call I can just drop everything and drive to Virginia um so I'm trying not to make too many plans in in October And then I do have some things lined up like in the beginning of October that's already booked and stuff. So I'm trying to figure out like a balance of when I can sit there and get a job to where I don't have to like ask off for a bunch of like dates because I don't think that's going to, I don't think that's going to go over well with um, quite a few places. So I got to figure that out first. Um, And I mean, with that, if you know me personally, you know that my, my aspirations have grown in my plans and ideas just have grown. Um, So my freelance stuff, I think, definitely needs more time and attention um, for me to focus on. And I think right now is the best time to do it. So I'm trying to, like, find a balance, trying to figure out how I can do that smartest way financially and just mentally, emotionally to where I'm happy, content, and secure. Um, So... Yeah, it's just it's a lot. It's it's been a roller coaster. This is why I haven't done a podcast episode for the month of August. I've kind of been 
figuring stuff out because August was really hectic. I had to travel back and forth to Virginia a lot. And then I was settling in. Um, it's just, it's been a lot. And it's been, like I said, it's been very um, overwhelming and an adjustment to get used to. So I also didn't know like when, not only to like not have the time or the energy or the like the attention span to sit down and do a podcast. I also didn't know exactly what to talk about because I did want to talk about Warp Tour and all of that, but I also wanted to like talk about the whole experience. I wanted to wait until after like I've moved in and been pretty settled in home-wise to talk about that and where I'm at and what I'm doing. And now that I've kind of figured that out, I thought it was a good time and I didn't want to go two months straight not posting anything. But I do plan from here on out, I do plan to do once a month. And then I think come the new year, depending on how the podcast is doing, I'm going to try and do bi-weekly. Come the new year, I definitely want to try bringing artists on as well and do more in-depth interviews and um things like that because I definitely loved having Jamie on and I definitely want to have more photographers on and videographers and whoever but I think if I had musicians on here as well like that would just take it to a whole nother level and it'll help with the local scene and getting local musicians put out there because that's super important and near and dear to my heart so um that's that's kind of what I'm brainstorming I've if you know me my my brain my brain is constantly coming up with different ideas all day, every day, but they don't want to act on them or like try and start anything until like 11 p.m. at night until like 4 a.m. That's just how my brain works. I'm a night owl. I can work late at night and be fine. That's my most creative time, but it's also like the worst possible time because like no one's up. You can't really communicate with anyone like for job purposes. So it was just very, very overwhelming. But I also have a bunch of ideas and I'm scatterbrained about them. So I have to get that in line. I did get a calendar. I'm very proud of myself. I did get a calendar. So I'm starting to get my life on track, right? That's that's how you do it. Since tomorrow is my birthday, I put out a video every year, like 20 things I learned in 20 years, 21 things I learned in 21 years. This year I'm putting out 22 things I've learned in 22 years. Um, it's going to be different from what I normally do. It's going to be more straightforward. Um, the last two years I've done a more artistic or creative standpoint on it. Um, because I am so busy, um, it's going to be more of a sit down simple. I'm going to talk to you and be more personable. So be on the lookout for that. It's going to be on my Instagram, R Jackson visuals, my Twitter, R Jackson visuals. And then if you have me on Facebook, it's going to be under my personal, which is Riley Jackson. And I hope you like it. Um, I'm super excited and happy about it. But yeah, I be on the lookout for that on September 11th. I think that's about it. If you have any ideas about episodes or podcast ideas or anything like that, or you want me to talk about something or have questions, I guess, I mean, I'm all for it. But if you have any like ideas or you want me to talk about anything specific or anything like that, just let me know. Well, that is all for this episode of Doing the Damn Thing. I hope you guys enjoyed and I will talk to you next time. Bye.